0: All right, we are here. It is Worship Wednesday. And uh, again, we are uh, highlighting uh, the most popular worship songs from 2021. Uh, This put out by Faith Life after they reviewed 2.7 million songs churches sang during 2021. And uh, very interesting to do that and to see what songs we were singing in our churches. And of course, this song from 2016, Build My Life by Pat Barrett. Uh, but it was the most popular, most sang worship song in churches last year. And we're glad you're with us today. We're going to uh, emphasize more of Holy Week, uh, particularly during this hour. We're gonna kinda catch up some of what we've been uh, emphasizing during the second hour today as we uh, walk through the Holy Week and the, uh, the activity and the words of Jesus and all of those that were around him as we also uh, worship today as well. So uh, we'll have, uh, what, um, three worship songs this hour. We'll have a couple more next hour as well. And again, these are the uh, most popular worship songs of the last year. And... Uh, Pretty cool. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. And uh, great, great emphasis here on this uh, Holy Week. We're glad you're with us. And uh, we, uh, we'll talk about a few other issues and topics along the way as we go. But um, as this week, uh, well, we've been doing it all week. But as this week uh, draws toward uh, Good Friday, we will emphasize more and more. Um, the, uh, the biblical, the scriptural accounts as we um, focus our minds' attention, our hearts' affection on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ during this very, very uh, special week. Uh, during the 5 o'clock hour, I know a lot of you who listen now don't get to listen during the 5 o'clock hour, and in particular from 5.30 until 6, uh, we've been emphasizing sort of the, the Holy Week um, timeline and just sort of going through each day what did Jesus do? Uh, what did Jesus teach? Who was he with? Where was he? And and, and also trying to say, why is this important? But um, more so, we've been just trying to really give you an emphasis. So much of what we know of the life of Jesus from the gospel accounts are given, or from the last week of his life. Quite honestly, those last days, when you go and you read the gospels, Uh, and you put it into context, much of it is from that final week of his life. And so we began uh, Monday during the 5 o'clock hour, spending about 30 minutes each day, emphasizing, and and I thought I would just spend a little time today during the 4 o'clock hour sort of recapping what we've done during the 5 o'clock hour. We won't do it exactly the same way, but just kind of overviewing what some of our 5 o'clock listeners have been able to be a part of. And, uh, of course, your, your comments, your thoughts, your reflections, your testimonies are critical and important. We do hope you'll call us at 205-941-1011. Uh, I'm not trying to set this up as a sermon time for Greg. I, I really want it to be a, a worshipful conversation that we can have. And so let's take just a moment and talk about uh, before Palm Sunday in the life of Jesus. And, of course, having just returned from Israel... Uh, some of this stuff is really fresh on my mind because we visit these places. We're 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 talking about. It. We go there. We visit them. We walk there. We see it. Um, and so Thursday and Friday before Palm Sunday, um, and then Saturday there would have been very little because that was the that was the the Shabbat the Sabbath. But um, we begin on Thursday and Friday. This would have been from last week, so to speak. Um, we. Uh, We see Jesus telling his disciples what will be happening. Um, He says as they were on their way to Jerusalem, this is that final journey to Jerusalem. Of course, he hangs out in the area of Bethany and Bethesda and Jerusalem and the Mount of Olives. He's back and forth. Uh, Jesus was walking along ahead, and his disciples were following, and they were filled with terror and dread. Taking them aside, Jesus once more began describing, describing all that was going to happen to him when they arrived at Jerusalem. So he's, he's setting them up to understand what's going to happen. And they, they are approaching Jerusalem with terror and dread. And that's from the today's, Living, to the, uh, today's Living Bible. They come to Jericho about 12 to 15 miles outside of Jerusalem, and Jesus heals uh, two blind men. One of them, we have a name, Bartimaeus, and then there's another. In Jericho, on his way to Jerusalem, he uh, eats, uh, has the encounter with Zacchaeus and goes and eats with Zacchaeus. We learned that in Luke 19. After Jericho, they go to Bethany and uh, in, in the area of Bethpage. And um, they, uh, the disciples borrow a donkey and its colt. So Jesus would have that to ride on the upcoming Sunday. And uh, we get those descriptions in Matthew, Mark, and Luke of what happened. Different ones give different details of it. Uh, They stop and spend the evening in Bethany. Of course, you know that to be the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Um, And Jesus had already raised Lazarus from the dead, so you know they know who he is. When you raise someone from the dead, um, that's a pretty good sign. (laughs) And they had first first firsthand knowledge of that, of course. Uh, Lazarus was a dangerous man because he was a dead man who was now alive because of the power of Jesus. So they stay with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Uh, We learn about that. And John 12 tells us it was six days before the Passover. Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead, and they was given a dinner in Jesus' honor. And this is where Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table. And then it goes on to tell us a few verses more, that meanwhile a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. They wanted to see this man who was uh, dead and now alive. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well in John chapter 12. So that leads us up to Palm Sunday. We'll pick up with that conversation uh, after break. Let's jump Michael in here from ARAB and see what's on his mind, though. Hey, Michael.
1: Hey, Greg. got you. I called uh, since it's Resurrection Week and the, and the, the week that Jesus said the Lord Supper with His disciples. I, I'd like to get your opinion on on a subject and, and give you mine if I could. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the Lord's Supper, the wine and the bread that was eaten, uh, you know, they eat the unleavened bread. In your opinion, did they drink fermented or unfermented wine?
0: Oh, man, I don't know. Um, You know, there's a lot of theories about what wine was in that day. You know, in fact, they just found some wine uh, pitchers from back in that time frame, just archaeologically, and they've tested them, and they actually had vanilla in them. So um, they had them, um, you know, uh, seasoned with uh, or flavored with with vanilla. So I'm not sure. Um, I I don't, I think uh, even if it was fermented, I think that, um, probably you know what they were drinking was was probably not what we think of now as as fermented drink i, I don't think it would have been as um as as, uh, as potent or as strong um you know, you know just the technology and such so i'm not i'm not really sure what's your thought well i
1: have listened to jay vernon McKee for a long time and one thing he was great at was simplifying you know complex yep. topics He used to say you'd put the cookies on the bottom shelf for the kitties where they could get to them. That's right. And, okay, we use unleavened bread because leaven, the yeast, represents sin, correct? Yes. So, you know, he posed this question. Why, then, would you use fermented wine, which has yeast in it, which represents the blood, which is also pure? Mm -hmm. So if that's going to be a true representation of the body and the blood neither of them should have yeast in it.
0: That That is very and, simple. That's a very simple answer. And, uh, I uh yeah, I can definitely see that.
1: And, you know, I, I mean, growing up, I had a couple of friends whose dad made homemade wine. And when that's first made, it does not have any alcohol content in it. You know, when it's new wine, it takes months and months yes. for that
0: stuff to sit there and ferment. Right. And that's why so, I think it probably wasn't... um uh, of the nature to uh, to get you drunk and things like that, I, I, I doubt that that's what they were having. Um, you know, that's just my thought, my opinion on it. Uh, but that certainly makes a lot of lot of sense, and I respect uh, Jay Vernon McGee's opinion. That's for sure. Yes, I do too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah,
1: when well, I heard you say that, you know, a lot just went off with me. Why, you know, the un-living bread, and then why would you use actual wine? But Right. Anyway, I appreciate you letting me share that opinion with.
0: You. Very good. No, I hope that I hope that encourages some people to study the subject out. That's very good. Thank you, Michael. Good to hear from you, my brother. Thank you. Yeah, All righty. All right. We've got to go to break. We'll come back on the other side uh, with another worship song. It'll be the uh, second most popular worship song of two thousand twenty-one, and that's Waymaker. You'll hear that coming back from break, and we'll continue, and we'll talk about Palm Sunday.
2: Look at the paint. Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212055. I just want to talk about my experience with Fox Mortgage.
1: Cordarius Witherspoon is another very happy Fox Mortgage customer.
2: They were able to get us refinance. We saved about 1.8% on our interest rate, and that saved us thousands of dollars on our monthly mortgage payment. We were able to also do a cash payout on our mortgage with that refinance, and we were able to pay off a lot of debt, so it was great for us. If you're looking to refinance your mortgage, I would highly recommend Fox Mortgage. The people over there at Fox Mortgage, Jody, Dawson, Melody, all of them were persistent in getting the rate that I needed, and they were really helpful.
3: Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox.
0: Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey, he's the longest-running advertiser with Crawford Broadcasting. Been on the air since 1992, and so whether his clients are looking for their dream home or refinancing, Jim and his team will work to find you the right loan program at the lowest rate. Let them go to work for you. Call them today at 205-661-6868. That's Fox Mortgage, quick as a fox at 205-661-6868. My
4: God,
2: that is true.
0: It's the second most popular worship song of 2021, according to Faith Life, from churches, not radio. This is in churches, um, and it's Waymaker. And of course, there are several different versions of that song out, but uh, this is certainly a good one. We'll let it continue to uh, to play as we highlight Palm Sunday. Of course, uh, we're catching up on Holy Week. We've been covering this day by day in the five o'clock hour, from 5:30 till six. But I thought today I would. Uh, do a little bit of this in the 4 o'clock hour for some of you who do not listen during the uh, 5 o'clock hour aren't able to. Uh, Let me also say that uh, Friday we will uh, go back and play once again the better part of an hour that we recorded back in 2012, Jason. 2012. I sat in this very room with... uh, uh, over, I guess, close to 50 years of uh, courtroom experience, attorney Warren Lightfoot, and uh, he presented, as if we were in a courtroom, the case, the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and we did that on a Good Friday, because we're not on on Sundays, so we did it on Friday, on Good Friday. And we have pretty much played that every Good Friday since then that we've been on the air. Uh, I I went back and looked, and it was actually 2012 was the first time that that went out live on the airwaves. And it has made a deep impact with people. We've received uh, emails, letters, mail over the years, uh, really amazing stories. And um, we're going to play that again for you on Friday. It's Waymaker. Here we go. It's worship. All righty, we're getting toward the bottom of the hour. Hope you're worshiping with us today, focusing on Holy Week, the activities, the teachings. We'll get into Palm Sunday. There's a lot there, so I want to make sure we have enough time for that. Look, uh, there is some, uh, some bad weather headed our way this evening across the listening audience. I think uh, it's going to be after dark and then overnight, depending on what part of the state you're in. So monitor your local weather. But uh, very powerful straight-line winds, I, I think, tonight, thunderstorms. Never count out a tornadic activity, but I know straight line winds are going to be something that we're dealing with. And of course, uh, unfortunately, when that happens, sometimes that does cause uh, damage to our property. And uh, and in particular, it can cause roof damage. And so if that happens to you, okay, it's happened to me before, I want you to call tomorrow. Go ahead and call Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. And uh, they'll be able to talk through the situation with you, come out, give you a look. No obligation, conversation, a free estimate. Um, That's who I would call. That's who you should call. All right? They uh, work with residential and commercial clients and provide exceptional roofing services, whether it's a new roof or the repairs like we're talking about. Shingles and metal roofs, that's fine. Okay? Across this listening audience, give them a call at 205-369-9630. Unfortunately, some of us are probably going to have storm damage and going to need those repairs. They'll work with your insurance company, figure all that out for you. The insurance companies know who they are. They know how to work with them. Let them handle that for you. Call Jeff. He's the owner, 205-369-9630, Alabama Reliable Roofing. We'll be right back. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191, or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. One Point USA. Be secure. We continue with uh, worship on Wednesday, Holy Week. Glad you're with us today. Uh, We're just uh, getting away from some of the news and uh, and the politics and the, the shenanigans that go on in the world and just uh, focusing our hearts, our minds on uh, the Lord and uh, his suffering this week and uh, the events and the teachings and the happenings in his life of the final week. And uh, so we're glad you're with us to do that. Let me give you that number at Alabama Reliable Roofing again, 205-369-9630. If you have storm damage tonight, very likely, give him a call. Call Jeff. He knows all about Holy Week. I can promise you that. 205-369-9630. 205-369-9630. All right. We covered Thursday, Friday, uh, before Palm Sunday. Saturday would have been Sabbath, so not much would have went on. Maybe uh, possibly a walk to the Mount of Olives, and that would have been about it. Palm Sunday, though, we get the the dissension from the Mount of Olives and the uh, the, the triumphal entry, of course, on the cult. We get this um, in all four Gospels, which... Uh, just tells us this happened. I mean, you know, I mean, all four gospel writers give us different versions of this story. Same story; they just write it from different perspectives to different audiences. Um, a king was coming, but not a king coming to, for war that would come on a horse. No, this was a king coming in peace on a donkey. And uh, we said this the other day when you're up on the when you're up on the top of the Mount of Olives looking over onto the holy city of Jerusalem, there's always a, a little a little boy or two up on the top that have a uh, a donkey up there. And, uh, you know, you can take your picture with the donkey, usually a camel as well, but you can take your picture with uh, the donkey uh, on the top of the Mount of Olives. And uh, Matthew tells us that uh, this was done to fulfill the ancient prophecy, tell Jerusalem her king is coming to her riding humbly on a donkey's colt. And, of course, um Zechariah tells us that. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle, riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And so um, Jesus uh, comes from Bethany overnight to Jerusalem. And it tells us that the crowd spread out their robes along the road ahead of him. As they reached the place where the road started down from the Mount of Olives, the whole procession began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles that Jesus had done. Luke chapter 19. But then Luke goes on to tell us that some of the Pharisees and the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. So that's the, the triumphal entry into the city. Um, he uh. He gets close to Jerusalem, and it tells us that as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. He wept over that holy city and said, If you, even you, O Jerusalem, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes, the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground you and the children within your walls, and they will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. And that prophecy, those words of Jesus were fulfilled in 70 AD when the Romans did just that. And even to this day, you can see the stones piled upon one another from uh, from this city that he that he looked at, that he saw. You can see those um Those stones, one upon another, um, as they have been uh, knocked over, trampled upon, and some of them now being put back together as we uh, do archaeology there. He entered into Jerusalem, the city, to the temple, would have came through the eastern gate, cleansed the temple, although knowing it would be destroyed. Luke tells us he entered the temple and began to drive out the merchants from their stalls, he healed people at the temple, Matthew 21. The blind came, the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. And he allowed his Messiahship to be proclaimed in Matthew 21. The chief priests and the teachers of law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the Son of David, and they did not like it. It says they were indignant, the NIV says. Jesus then made his way back to Bethany, where Lazarus and Mary and Martha were. And uh, he, he went back that evening, Mark 11 tells us, so he entered Jerusalem, went to the temple, looked around carefully at everything and then left because it was now in the afternoon and he went out to Bethany with his disciples. That is Sunday. What an incredible day that must have been. The disciples, the ones that were closest with him, um, he had been telling them what was, that, that this suffering was coming and they must have been thinking what suffering you're being uh, honored as as messiah um the people were shouting hosanna hosanna but of course jesus knew it wouldn't be very long they would be they would be saying crucify him crucify him palm sunday and of course we just celebrated uh this on the this past weekend and of course this this weekend we'll be celebrating uh good friday on Friday and then Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. And again, I say to you, um, don't get caught up on did this happen on that day exactly. That's not the purpose of what I'm doing. There's room for those discussions. These things did happen. They're testified to in multiple Gospels. Um, Everything about them lines up with everything we know about the city of Jerusalem in that time, the archaeology, the geography, it all lines up. There's um, secular historians who account some of these details as well. So these things did happen, and and they likely happened pretty close to what we're giving you. Monday, on Monday, Jesus wakes up in Bethany, of course, where he had spent the night, likely with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and uh, the 12 disciples. And it tells us in Mark 11 that Jesus entered Jerusalem, and went to the temple, so he's left Bethany, he crosses the Mount of Olives, up, down, across the Kedron Valley, back into the city, and goes to the temple. And he looks around at everything, and, um, and sees uh, the temple, and um, he then, on his way to Jerusalem, let me, let me back up. On his way to Jerusalem, he curses the fig tree. And that is, of course, uh, one of the uh, uh, events that is significant. Uh, Matthew 21. Early in the morning, as he was on his way back to the city from Bethany, he was hungry. So he stopped at a fig tree, going get, to get a fig. And he went up to it, but he found nothing on it except the leaves. And he said, may you never bear fruit again. And the tree, it withered. Now, there'll be another episode with this on the next day. He goes on into the temple, and as he goes into the temple, and just as he had basically done the day before when he went in and, um, and, and cleared out the temple, he does it again. He drives out the buyers and the sellers. Matthew, uh, excuse me, Mark 11, on reaching Jerusalem, Jesus enters the temple area, begins driving out those who were buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches, of those selling doves, of course, they were selling these things uh, to be used there in worship. They were, they were uh, profiteering off the worship and gouging prices. And uh, he would not allow, they would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple court. So they couldn't bring it in. They had to buy it when they got there. They, they were, um, had quite a little system set up for themselves. And as he taught them, he said, Is it not written that my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? but you have made it a den of robbers. And of course, just across the street from, from um, the temple now, at the, Mount, at the base of the Mount of Olives, uh, at the Garden of Gethsemane sits the church of all nations. He says, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you've made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. And again, Jesus leaves the city with his disciples. Mark 11, when the evening came, they went out of the city. Now we make our way till Tuesday. It says they went out of the city. It doesn't necessarily tell us where they went. We would assume they went back to Bethany. That seemed to be their normal uh, hangout. They had a place to stay there. And uh, so we, we assume they went back to Bethany. On Tuesday... On their, way, on their return to Jerusalem, the disciples see the withered tree, uh, fig tree. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the tree withered from the roots. And Peter remembered what Jesus had said. And he said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen It will be done for him. He then goes to the temple and uh, takes place in some uh, discourses in the temple, debates in the temple, and then leaves the temple for the Mount of Olives. Matthew 24 tells us Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. And um, then they're on the Mount of Olives, and there you get what in your bibles will often be labeled as the olivet discourses of course that's from the mount of olives the olivet discourses matthew 24 and 25 mark 13 luke 21. Uh, i won't go through i read some of those yesterday i won't do that uh, toward the end of the program matthew uh, 24 just tells us that as jesus was sitting on the mount of olives the disciples came to him privately and said tell us when will, this, uh, when will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? Now, that was from his teaching. So that's at this time. And Jesus answers in parables. He gives them three parables about this, the ten virgins, the, the, the parable of the talent, and the parable of the sheep and the goats. And then Matthew tells us that when Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away. And the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. And then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas. And they plotted to arrest Jesus in some sly way and kill him. But not during the feast, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. Jesus goes back to Bethany that evening. On a Tuesday evening, back to Bethany, has dinner at Simon the leper's house. This is where the woman anoints him with the expensive perfume. And Jesus um, tells them that um, because of this, the gospels preached throughout the world. And what she has done will be told in memory of her, that you'll always have the poor among you. But you, he wouldn't always be there to worship and to honor. And then on Tuesday evening, Matthew 26, one of the 12, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and asked, what are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? And they counted out for him 30 silver coins. And from then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. All right, let's take a break. It's Worship Wednesday. We're recounting Holy Week. It'll be Wednesday when we return. And uh, we'll also have a, uh, the third most popular worship song from 2021 when we come back as well. And that is uh, Great Are You, Lord. And so you'll hear that as we return.
2: Fox Mortgage, NMLS 184762. Jim Corey, NMLS 212055. I just want to talk about my experience with Fox Mortgage.
1: Cordarius Witherspoon is another very
3: happy Fox
2: Mortgage customer. They were able to get us refinance. We saved about 1.8% on our interest rate, and that saved us thousands of dollars on our monthly mortgage payment. We were able to also do a cash payout on our mortgage with that refinance, and we were able to pay off a lot of debt. So it was great for us. If you're looking to refinance your mortgage, I would highly recommend Fox Mortgage. The people over there at Fox Mortgage, Jody, Dawson, Melody, all of them were persistent in getting the rate that I needed, and they were really helpful.
3: Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox.
0: Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey, he's the longest-running advertiser with Crawford Broadcasting, been on the air since 1992, and so whether his clients are looking for their dream home or refinancing, Jim and his team will work to find you the right loan program at the lowest rate. Let them go to work for you. Call them today at 205-661-6868. That's Fox Mortgage, quick as a fox, at 205-661-6868. Hi, this is Mike Reagan, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. That is Great Are You, Lord, the third most popular worship song of 2021. That's um, songs that were are saying in our churches. That's from Faith Life as they examined um, church music. Um, and um, they found that to be number three. Uh, pretty interesting. Not a new song, but still very, very popular. They reviewed 2.7 million songs churches sang. And... Um, in their annual report saying these were the top worship songs of the year so we're just sort of playing those for you today during the program as we also recap holy week to uh, to this point we have uh, made our way from basically thursday friday palm sunday monday tuesday and uh into wednesday and we're glad you're with us today we are taking your phone calls that's fine we heard from michael earlier Two zero five nine four one one zero one one. This hour, we're just devoting to uh, to worship and the Word, and uh, we're trying to trying to stay away from the typical issues that distract us. Not to say we can't mention some things today, but uh, we're putting our focus on some different places. Uh, Wednesday, uh, we find Jesus uh, continuing to uh, teach while spending his nights on the Mount of Olives or over at Bethany, just on the other side. And on Wednesday, it's sort of a quieter day. On Wednesday, we, uh, we find in Luke 21, it tells us that each day Jesus was teaching at the temple, and each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives, and all the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. And then we're also updated that the Sanhedrin plots to kill Jesus. And then one chief priest and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they plotted to arrest Jesus in some sly way. But not during the feast. They wanted to wait until after, if they could, not to cause a riot among the people. So Wednesday is a pretty quiet day uh, on the Holy Week calendar. And then, of course, uh, Thursday picks up and we'll get into that uh, this week, preparations for the uh, Passover, and uh, we'll get into all of that as the week goes on, uh, as we continue to uh, worship and uh, and share the Word here during Holy Week, and take your phone calls as well. We want it to be a conversation, not a sermon. Uh, Ken's with us; he's in Rimlap calling us. What's going on, Ken?
1: Hey, Greg. I love I love hearing. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you you never go wrong reading Scripture, do you? Right. I mean, you know, with the disciples, they didn't understand. They didn't understand, you know, they thought this or thought that, and they were going to, you know, do this. And, you know, things haven't changed, have they? We have these preconceived notions of what we think think it's going to be. Or, you know, it, it's just like the uh, second coming and stuff. You know, it's like, you know what, you know, Rabbi will say, you know, like we'll all get surprised at the same time. That's right. You know, <laughs> yep. you know we just hadn't changed. But I'm glad he hadn't changed that he
0: still loves us, you know. Amen. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll all find out at the same time, won't we? Yeah,
1: let's show, man. Yeah, I'm
0: good. Thank, thank you, Ken. Always good to hear from you. 205-941-1011. As uh, we continue to uh, overview. And, uh, you know, Wednesday, you know, we, we gave uh, Tuesday to the um, Mary of Bethany anointing Jesus with the the perfume and the oil. There, there are some who believe that happened actually on Wednesday evening, so I'll mention that. Um, it could have been either or not, uh, I, I, in this version, I tended toward the Tuesday, uh, Tuesday evening, but it could have been Wednesday. And of course that's in Matthew 26, six and, uh, really Wednesday, a pretty quiet day for Jesus, but not for the, um, not for the, uh, religious leaders. They were lots of scurrying, lots of plotting, lots of talking, lots of politicking going on. We can only imagine they've, they've now given Judas the 30 pieces of silver, and they're, they're, uh, they're looking for their opportunity. They're, uh, they're, they're plotting to, uh, to, to arrest, and, and they want him dead. And, and Lazarus as well. It says they had a plan to, to kill him as well. These men were dangerous to their, um, to their system. They were dangerous to their religion. And for these Sadducees, this religion had become quite profitable. In the whole um, system and process of uh, of carrying out the sacrifices, and uh, they they had it not too bad. And you know, you can visit uh, some of the remains, uh, the archaeological digs of some of the what we believe would have been some of these religious leaders. Their homes in Jerusalem. They were close enough to see the temple, uh, and they they were living pretty nice compared to the common folks. There's uh, one site that we can visit there. I've been there twice. Uh, I don't know if you guys did this or not, Jason. The burnt house—did you guys visit there? I don't. I, I think so. Maybe. Yeah. I think. Well, it's it's a um, it's a, it's a home, a first century home, and um, it would have been a religious leader's home, as nice as it was. You know, you can tell by the way they lived, and and by the um, uh, by the mosaics of the floor and the, and and the um, some of the dishes, so to speak, that they find the plates and things like that that they find. To know the quality of life that these people were living and um, they were living quite well they had a good system set up and uh, Jesus was a threat to that and Lazarus was a threat to that and so um, they saw where they've got to keep peace and uh, they've got to keep Rome at bay and, every, and it was a lot of politics going into this politics and business uh, is what was coming at this and so uh, the wicked Are uh, plotting against Jesus and so it's that time that we consider our lives and we consider even Judas Um, they plotted to uh, to not recognize Jesus for who he was Judas sold out for a sum of money and we always have to ask ourselves the question what is it that we sell out for he had his price And we all have our price, it seems. That was the testimony of uh, some years ago. You remember we had Ted DiBiase. You remember the million-dollar man from Wrestling World? And that was his message. He's a believer now. And his message was, I was the million-dollar man, and everybody had their price. And he says, what's your price to sell out your Lord? Tomorrow on Thursday, we will uh, pick up and we'll move into the Holy Thursday. And, um, you've got the, these, these last final days and, uh, we will, uh, move into those days and to, and try to review those for you as well. And, uh, there's a lot begins to happen. And then of course on Friday, Thursday night into Friday, you really see a lot of activity and we'll get into some of the, uh, the back and forth, um, as they sh- shuttled Jesus back and forth. No one wanted to, uh, no one wanted to have the blood on their hands. No one wanted to make a decision and we'll talk about that. Make it a, a worshipful week, make it a prayerful week. Make it a week that you uh, honor the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's Holy Week and we've been uh, recognizing that in worship here on Priority Talk this hour. Hope you're having a great day everybody. Hope this is a blessing to you just to hear the word of God and 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 the worship songs. We'll be back. We've got another hour yet to come. Stay with us. Hour number two. Thank you for joining us. Priority Talk Live. Hour number two here on Wednesday. It is Holy Week, and uh, we spent the last hour honoring Holy Week, and we're worshiping as well today as we highlight the uh, most popular worship songs from our churches during 2021, according to Faith Life. And so uh, here we go. We're uh, in with another one. Here we go. Uh, the goodness of God. A very popular worship song right now. Let's take a moment.
2: All my days I've been held in your heads
4: from the moment that I wake up
3: until I lay my head. So with every
0: breath Goodness of God, Bethel Music, Jen Johnson singing that, that was the fourth most popular worship song of 2021. Uh, all these sound very familiar to me. Of course, a lot of them got big air, radio airplay as well, but some of them are several years old and they're still very popular being sung in our churches along with the hymns and and all of that as well. But um, we uh, certainly are enjoy sort of listening to these. Uh, the number one uh, popular song from 2021 was uh, Build My Life. And of course, that was released in 2016. Worthy of every song we could ever sing, worthy of all the praise we could ever bring, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Second most popular song was Waymaker. Third was Great Are You Lord by uh, All Sons and Daughters, and now Goodness of God by Bethel Music. Of the goodness of God. Yeah. There we go, that's good. Let that resonate with you a little bit. We're taking your phone calls at 205-941-1011. We're live at 101.1 FM. We are also live on the stream at PriorityTalkRadio.com, WXJCRadio.com. Either one to get you there. And, of course, also on our Facebook page. We've got our live video stream going there from uh, here in the studio. And uh, we took some time last hour to sort of catch up the 4 o'clock hour on our review of all of the, uh, the, uh, the activities of Jesus during the Holy Week, we felt like it's a great thing to do this, uh, just to go day by day through the week, the final week of Jesus' uh, earthly life and his physical body. Talking about where was Jesus, what did Jesus do, who was Jesus with. And um, what are we learning from this? And so some of you who listen during this five o'clock hour know I've been doing a little bit of that each day this week. And so during the four o'clock hour, I sort of uh reviewed and caught everybody up. And uh we'll uh we'll do a little bit of that later on today as well uh, during the normal time that we've been addressing that uh, this week during a little bit later during the hour. Not much on Wednesday to report, okay, just a little bit. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but focusing uh, on the Word and focusing on the worship today as we uh, draw near to uh, Resurrection Sunday and, of course, uh, preceded by uh, Good Friday. And uh, sometimes people say, uh, what was so good about it? Well, it's the day that our sin debt was paid in full. That's what's so good about it. Uh, it wasn't a good day for uh, for Jesus, the, the, the earthly Um, man was a bad day for him of course but it was a a good day for Jesus the divine and uh, we're glad you're with us today and Easter is a big deal you know um, if we have a good news Christian values program how can we not stop and recognize Holy Week as we build toward Easter what's the big deal about Easter a lot of times people will say well here's the big deal uh the tomb is empty that's the big deal Uh, we just returned from Israel and uh, we saw the place that uh, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus that tomb is empty there has been no tomb found no uh, ossuary found with the bones of Jesus that hasn't been found Uh, there is plenty of uh, evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ If you'll listen in this Friday, we're going to once again this year replay a fantastic conversation that I had in 2012 on this very program with attorney Warren Lightfoot. He was a courtroom attorney for more than four decades, and he presented the evidence for the resurrection to our show, to our listeners, just as he would present evidence in a courtroom. And it was just outstanding. And uh, he has such a had such a flair for the presentation and and uh, and summarizing and putting it out there, and you be the jury. You can listen in Friday and you can be the jury to be during this five o'clock hour, you can be the jury, and you can decide for yourself is the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus compelling or not? And I can just tell you that. We've had people contact us over the years uh, after hearing uh, this presentation by uh, Attorney Lightfoot. We've had uh, emails. We've had phone calls. We've had letters written to us from prisons about the compelling nature of uh, the evidence of Jesus as presented on this program. And so we've had this since 2011. This show started in 2000, 2012. This show started in 2011, and uh, that happened in two, that was the first Easter we were on the air. The first Good Friday, we started in May of 2011. So Easter 2012 was the first Easter. And as far as I remember, we have replayed this on Good Friday each and every year. So Easter has been a big deal now for, oh, 2,000 years. There's those who doubt, there's those who mock, and those have been there from the beginning. On that first Easter Sunday when the chief priest heard that the tomb was empty, uh, they called the men who had been guarding the tomb, and they offered them bribe money to say something untrue, that the disciples of Jesus had stolen his body during the night. You read about it in Matthew chapter 28. That's called a an Easter conspiracy. <laughs> it was the first conspiracy to uh, discredit the resurrection of Jesus, but it certainly was not the last. The years have passed, the decades and generations and centuries have came and went, and every time across those centuries, um the attack is at the is right there it's, it's the empty tomb the resurrection because if you can discredit the resurrection of Jesus then really we, we have no, nothing to place our faith in Jesus would have been nothing more than just another good teacher and, and people do recognize Jesus as a good teacher but not as Messiah not as Savior not as God so the attack is there at the resurrection that's the, the, what needs to be discredited See, Friday is is not really a problem. Friday doesn't really pose a problem because the world understands death. We we know what death means. You can uh, find death everywhere. Uh, turn on your television right now. Uh, pull up your phone and scroll through uh, the news. You'll see death. Death has always and is forever with us. Um. Funeral homes never run out of demand. People keep dying. We understand death. We we, we get that. But um, the world doesn't struggle with the notion that 2,000 years ago in some remote uh, pro- Roman province at, uh, on the, in the Roman Empire that a man named Yeshua died because death happens to all of us. So the fact that Jesus died, that's not really a problem uh, for anyone. But what the world has a big-time problem with is Easter because the world doesn't know about resurrection. We have a category for death. If we see a a funeral procession, a hearse, we know what that's about. But we don't really have a category for, for rising from the dead evil has a problem with resurrection. You think about it. What more can the forces of evil do if the one that you kill refuses to stay dead? I mean, what else can you do? So this is just the greatest miracle ever. Um, there's many miracles in the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Creation was a miracle recreation is a miracle from the first to the last but this is the centerpiece of all of it and without it we don't have a basis for our faith so dealing with the resurrection has been a big deal for a long time and so we continue to make a big deal about it Um, Paul early on began to deal with this in Acts 17 and 18 Paul goes to Corinth to a synagogue and there's a few. The Bible tells us there's a few Jews that were saved there, but most rejected the resurrection of Jesus. And he tells them, "May the may your blood be upon your hands." And so he takes the message to the Gentiles in Corinth, and many of them are saved and believe in Jesus for salvation. And so he plants a church there. And he gets discouraged because of many of the issues that that church has. These Gentile new believers. So Jesus comes to him in visions and says, hey, I got a lot of people in this city. So he stays there for a year and a half. And one of the issues is that people were teaching them that there was no such thing as a resurrection from the dead. And Paul addresses it in 1 Corinthians 15. I'm going to read this, and then we will. Um, this is the gospel in a nutshell. It's the good news. And Paul says to him, he says, I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received in which you stand. And by which you're being saved if you hold fast to the word i preached to you unless you believed in vain for i delivered to you as of first importance what i also received that christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures that he was buried that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared to uh, cephas peter and then to the 12. then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time And he says, at that point, most of them are still alive, though some of them have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles. And last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. You remember that on the road to Damascus. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is within me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. Now if Christ is proclaimed and raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God, making a false witness, because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless, and you're still in your sins. Then also, all who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. And if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people to be most pitied. And then he says, But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Paul says it's a big deal. And you should make it a big deal in your life and your family this week. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We can take your phone calls at (laughs) 205-941-1011.
2: Fox Mortgage NMLS 184762. Jim Corey NMLS 212055.
1: Six years ago was my opportunity to get the first loan through Fox Mortgage and Jim. He was able to get me a pretty decent rate at the time and six years later I'm looking at a refi. Gary talks about his mortgage experience working with Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey. I was actually with a military friendly banking institution and was going with them initially and then I had an issue with trying to track down a VA certificate of eligibility and I called Jim's office when I asked him the question he says well any reason you're not going with me again so I said well I, I thought I got the best rate and he says well let me let me check so he he checked and he actually beat the rate that I was currently thinking that it couldn't be beat so He's a repeat performer. Uh, He's phenomenal in everything he does. He keeps the ball rolling. I can't say enough about how pleasant the experience was. He made everything easy. We went through and closed in less than 30 days.
3: Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox.
0: Fox Mortgage president, Jim Corey, he's the longest running advertiser With Crawford Broadcasting been on the air since 1992 and so whether his clients are looking for their dream home or refinancing Jim and his team will work to find you the right loan program at the lowest rate let them go to work for you call them today at 205-661-6868 that's Fox mortgage quick as a fox at 205 661-6868 this is Greg and I want to take a moment and tell you about my friends at Alabama reliable roofing they're your local roofing expert Since 1998, they've provided residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. They've got a professional and experienced team that is well-equipped to provide repairs, installation of shingles, and even metal roofs all across north-central Alabama. A roof is important. It's one of the major investments of your life in your home or your business or your church, and you need to call a company who you know can handle the job. They've got extensive years of experience and you can rest assured that they will meet and exceed your expectations. Whether your roof has suffered storm damage and needs repairs or you just need a new roof installed or maybe you just need an inspection and know what the next steps are, the professional technicians from Alabama Reliable Roofing can handle the job. Call owner Jeff Harding personally at 205-369-9630. Jeff will personally manage every job. He'll be at your home or your place of business managing the job. 205-369-9630. Talk to Jeff for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. It's Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. Then you came along. All right, we're back. It's 25 minutes after the hour. It's uh, Gardens into Graves. Graves into Gardens. I'm sorry I said it backwards. Got my G's mixed up. One of the most popular worship songs that uh, we have among us right now as we continue to worship in the Word today. Than All right, glad you're with us today. Thank you so much as we continue to focus on uh, worship with these wonderful songs. And uh, we'll have some, um, some more worship and some um, cross and resurrection-type music for you over the next couple of days. Um, as we uh, celebrate Holy Week, we uh, are staying a little clear this week of uh, issues and politics and such. There's There'll be time for that. That stuff's important, but it's not most important. The uh, most important is uh, knowing Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and understanding the power of the resurrection in our life. Think about um, the resurrection of Jesus, um, the world without it. Think about a world without the hope that the resurrection gives us. Um, It's unimaginable to think about denying the hope of the world. Uh, It was a few years ago, a a group of uh, historians wrote a book. And and there's been some actually television shows and stuff made around this same idea. Um, Something like uh, What If or History Rewritten. And so some of the ifs or what ifs that they discussed were what if, Lee had lost the Battle of Gettysburg? What if um, Moors in Spain had won? What if Booth had, had missed Lincoln? What if Napoleon had escaped to America? The attempt was to sort of reconstruct and reconceive history on, on such a hypothesis. Uh, and and it's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fascinating to think about the difference that um, certain events in world history, the difference they could have made in, in the future but none more important than the what-if of the most serious and eternal character of all time. What if Jesus Christ had not risen from the grave? Think about it. Paul said, now if Christ is proclaimed, as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. Your faith is in vain. And he says, we have no hope. And we're misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he was raised. And he says, if Christ has not been raised, then our faith is futile and we are still in our sins. If there is no resurrection, my friends, Jesus is dead. And he was nothing more than a great teacher. A dead Savior can't save anyone. And if the resurrection didn't happen, we really could conclude that Jesus wasn't even a great teacher because he spoke so often about his, the resurrection, and that pointed to his proof of his identity as the Messiah. So really, he wasn't even a great teacher. He was actually a liar, as C.S. Lewis said. If he didn't rise from the dead, then the master teacher was mistaken in his main message if he didn't rise from the dead the New Testament can't be trusted the Gospels four Gospels would have never been written there would be no good news if the story of Jesus had ended at the cross there would be no acts of the Apostles if there were no acts of God at the cross at the tomb Peter's great sermon on Pentecost Paul's powerful words to the philosophers in Athens all pointless and the rest of the New Testament from Romans to Revelation was written in vain. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, it's all worthless. And we've been perpetuating a lie for 2000 years, but oh, not so my friend, stay with us. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191, or visit onepointusa.com. That's the number one pointusa.com. One Point USA, be secure. And we're back in for our uh, final two segments of the program here on Wednesday, Holy Week, as we uh, worship and word today, as we look back at the uh, events and the life of our Lord and uh, the meaning of the... uh, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. We're going to be focused in on that all week long. Of course, uh, what a week. How meaningful. Glad you're with us today. Thank you so much, 205-941-1011 is our number. Your thoughts, your testimony, your questions, your comments are certainly, of course, welcome. And uh, we welcome in our uh, friend Jim Corey as well today. Fox Mortgage. Jim, how are you doing, my friend? (laughs) Absolutely phenomenal.
3: It's just a great day and glad to be in the kingdom of God.
0: Absolutely. Well, <laughs> let's talk about uh, mortgages. And uh, hey, what happens when somebody uh, wants to buy a, a home from a family member? How, how, cause that, can that be complicated or not? You guys can handle that, well, can't you?
3: You know, uh, Greg, I was just thinking today, we've done about four of these in the last couple uh, months. And I thought maybe some folks would like to know that uh, if you're renting are living in a home of a family member a relative and you would like to purchase that home or if you want to sell it to a relative um, there's a thing called a gift of equity and we can utilize that and as long as one of you have lived in the home for six months we can utilize that gift of equity and there's no money has to exchange hands i just closed one today where they just completely uh, got in the house uh, no money whatsoever and it was just beautiful everybody's happy and they didn't know they could do that until they talked to us. So that's what we want to you know, let them know, that, hey, we can do that.
0: Well, that's what you get with Fox Mortgage and Jim <laughs> is uh, the expertise on how to do this. He's been doing it for a long time, and uh, yep. we do appreciate it. 205-661-6868. Jim Corey and his team, let them go to work for you. Jim, you guys got it together. You're what? Quick as a fox. Quick as a fox at Fox Mortgage. Thank you, Jim. God bless hey, you, man. Good, good to hear from you. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Excellent. Give him a call. 205-661-6868. I love to say quick as a fox, but I I like to hear him say it even more than I like to say it. It, His voice is so smooth with that. Yeah, I I love it.
1: I I just love the pitch and the timbre of his voice. It's just enough of that little bit of rasp in the back, you know. Quick as a fox. It's quick as a fox. I love it. (laughs) I love Love it.
0: it. I've been hearing him say it for a lot of years as he's uh, been, uh, you know, supporting uh, Christian radio in alabama and uh and helping our helping out the crawford broadcasting listeners he's been doing it for a long time and i know some of you in north alabama that name may be a little newer to you but i'll tell you what uh you guys have been making the phones ring there for him and we do appreciate that if you've got uh, mortgage needs uh call them he's the expert man this guy knows what he's doing 205-661-6868 um all right uh, we continue to uh, talk about easter you know um We talked about last segment there, just a few moments, about um, the worthlessness, the hopelessness if the resurrection never happened, that Jesus is dead, that there is no salvation, um, that he was not even a good teacher because he was a liar, and that um, we've been fools for believing and perpetrating a lie. And um, Paul says that. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. And you may say, Well, I believe in the resurrection. Well, the question is, do we live like it? You know, it, 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 there is meaning to it. This isn't just about knowledge, there's application to, make, to be made. Um, try to imagine a world where Jesus is dead. Imagine a world without a risen Savior. Man, you think the world's bad now. Can you imagine? what the world would be like without the hope that so many for so long have had Would the trees and the stones be the only things crying out in glory to God Absolutely. there you go yes and so um, it's a big deal for us to live in light of the resurrection many of us would say we believe that Jesus uh, was the son of God and that he was Messiah that he uh, died and rose again and he's God. But we live like practical atheists. Honestly, we our life shows no proof of that. Oh, we may be good people, but look—you don't have to—you uh, don't have to be a passionate follower of Christ to, to be a quote-unquote good person, according to the world standards. So maybe you think you're a good person, but do you do you live like someone who's living in light of the resurrection?
1: I wanted to tell you something real quick and, inter- and interrupt you for a split second. Go ahead. I just, and I cannot not remember this gentleman's name is an older, older gentleman. I just happened to see him on TikTok the other night, and he made a very profound statement. He said, Christianity, in and of itself, our belief is that, and it's the only one in this world where our Savior, our, our Redeemer, our Creator meets us where we are mm-hmm.
0: and comes to live in our heart when we ask him to. Amen. I mean, how profound is that? Yeah. Yeah, every other uh, religion, you would have to work your way to God. Yes. But God came to us. And a forgiving
1: one at that, probably. Yes,
0: yeah. But God came to us and comes to us. Um, sometimes we think of faith as a as a blind leap in the dark. You know, we, we think of this, uh, and, and that's not, really going to ring true to you you're not going to live that out a blind leap in the dark a wish and a prayer with a lot of hope and no substance and that's not the kind of thing i would ever ask you to to uh to move forward with that's not a biblical concept of faith Uh, faith in hebrews tells us it's the substance of things hoped for and the what evidence of things not seen It's not just a leap in the dark. There's evidence of the things not seen. And the Christian faith is built upon the firm evidence of a risen Savior. And that's the proof, that's the fact that his sacrificial death on the cross, that it was um, effective as the means of our salvation. There's substance to our faith. Your faith is only as good as what you place your faith in. And so do you understand the evidence that you claim of the of the faith that you claim? Because our faith, I believe, if proper, is built upon the facts that can be historically verifiable. And you say, Well, I just got faith. I, I don't need the evidence. I, I don't I don't need that. I've got faith. And we do but we live in a skeptical age. And What does Paul also tell us in Corinthians? He says, be ready to give a defense when anyone asks you about the hope that you have. Are you ready to give a defense? Could you present the evidences of Jesus Christ? Have you ever came to a point in your own life where you sort of, maybe you've heard about this all the while and you believed it, but have you ever come to that, what we call sometimes a crisis of belief, where you have to go back and examine the evidence for the resurrection of Christ because that's what substantiates the validity of our Christian faith? Have you ever had that crisis of life? I've had it in my life. And you got to know, is it true? You know, my friend Josh McDowell had this experience. He's told it on the, on the show. He was a studying to be a lawyer in college and set out to, from a evidence standpoint disproved the resurrection of Jesus and he couldn't do it and he says he had this moment sitting in the library at the college where he said it's true I'm looking at the evidence and it's true Jesus did raise from the dead and then he went on and wrote the evidence that demands a verdict which has been one of the greatest selling books of all time Many of you have read it and studied it and used it as a resource. Um, but look, be encouraged. But what we have in Jesus is not just tradition, but it, it, but truth. Not just religion, but reality. Not ritual, but a personal relationship with the living God. Some of us may say, how do you know he lives? Well, remember the old song? I know he lives because he lives within my heart. Mm, good stuff. Good stuff. It's Holy Week. It's Easter. And uh, we're focusing on the Word and the worship this week. Uh, what a great week to do so. Uh, Naomi's with us in Trustville. Hello. Welcome in.
4: Hey, Greg. How are you? Good subject. Good topic. Everybody needs to hear that. And I, I just come to testify about the Word of God. Yes, ma'am. The Word of God says arise and shine. And the light has come, and the light comes to live in us. And I know the light live in me because He came into my life, changed me, and gave me a new life. I was living in darkness. fit to live and one fit to die. But I tell you, when He came into my life and changed my life, He sanctified me. And every day is a holy day unto the Lord in my life because I know He changed me, because I know the life I was living. If I had died, I would have went to hell. Hell is real, just like heaven is real. And now we need to know that the testimony, Jesus, God said in his word, he said, I, my word is true. Let every man be a liar and let the word of God be true. Yes. So it doesn't matter what the world is saying. They're going to say that because they're of the world. They're of the darkness. And darkness cannot comprehend the light. So we're going to have skeptics that say that. we going to have people that testify against the light. And Jesus is that light. St. John fourteen chapter says, Hey, I have been preparing a place for you, and if you come to me, I will receive you unto myself. That where I am, that you may be also. And I want to be with him. And I just encourage the listeners to keep their eyes on Jesus because we live in a time where he's on his way back. We see the signs, and we got to know that our Redeemer lives. He's alive. He rose on the third day with all power in his name, and there's no other power greater than the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Greg, for giving me an opportunity to say those
0: words. You Amen. Amen, Naomi. Thank you. Where, where, where are you preaching at, Sunday?
4: <laughs> I, I'm preaching every day. I find me every day. I get on the phone and I find somebody minister to Amen. But Amen. Yes, I'm at um, Solid Rock Church. That's right. Pastor Larry Ragley.
0: All righty. Well, good so, to hear from you. You're welcome here anytime. Thank you.
4: Good to hear from you. Thank you.
0: All righty. Amen. We brought it. That's I like it. That's fire right there. I love it. Yeah. Amen. Made what I was doing look pretty pathetic. <laughs> it's all good. All right. She'll 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 be in substituting for you next week. It's there. all good.
1: You, you're, just, you're going to take a vacation day next week. Yeah. She's coming in.
0: Well, are you like Naomi? Do you know he lives? Hey. Does you, he live within you? You've got to have that fire in your spirit. You've got yep. to. Our faith is not worthless because Jesus is risen from the dead. And again, I'll tell you, Friday... During the 5 p.m. hour, we're going to replay from 2012. Attorney Warren Lightfoot, his presentation, um, just as he would do in a courtroom, he presented the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, it has made a big difference in some people's lives. Um, I, I would love to be able to tell you some of the stories and who the people were that have contacted me because of, of that testimony of uh, of uh, Mr. Lightfoot those years ago. But I, I can't do that, but I would love to. I'm just telling you, we've had uh, people reach out to us um, with testimonies that you wouldn't believe. We've had people reach out to us from prison that heard that testimony on the radio. Um, and um, pretty amazing stuff. And so uh, I always... Love to uh, to play that. We we missed it uh, last year because of the timing of when the show started back. Easter was a little, timing was a little different. Um, but we've got it ready to roll uh, for Friday, and uh, you're going to be blessed if you'll listen in. Now, I'll be headed to Good Friday services Friday evening. I'm sure many of you will be as well. Um, but we want you to listen in Friday to the entire show, but especially during that 5 o'clock hour, we want you to listen in. And, uh, and understand the evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because you need to understand that. You need to know there is evidence. Faith is um, is it's evidence. It's not blind faith. Your faith is only as good as what you place it in. Place your faith in solid evidence, and you'll never, never regret it. Because our, our faith is not worthless. And if it's not worthless, we're not still not in our sins. And uh, the validity in our faith is that there's value in the promise of forgiveness. That's the truth. The gospel is real. Our hope is sure. All because, as Paul said, Christ has been risen from the dead. So we rejoice during this Easter season. Uh, Wednesday of Holy Week. We, we covered it last hour as we reviewed what we had been doing here during this time frame, we reviewed during the first hour for those 4 o'clock hour listeners. But on Wednesday of Holy Week, it was sort of a quiet day. Uh, Jesus uh, taught, spent his night uh, in Bethany or the Mount of Olives. And uh, we, we simply hear that Luke 21 tells us that each day Jesus was teaching at the temple, and at evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives, and the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. And also at the same time, the Sanhedrin was plotting to kill Jesus. And uh, but they didn't want to do it during the feast of the Passover because they were afraid there may be a riot among the people if they did. But they were looking for a, a, a discreet or a sly way to do so. And of course, Judas Iscariot has already taken the 30 pieces of silver, and he is looking for an opportune time to turn him over. Wednesday. Sort of a quiet day. Uh, tomorrow we'll get into Thursday. Uh, Monday Thursday as some call it. And then of course. Uh, that moves Thursday right into Friday. It's hard to separate those t- together. Because they, it just runs straight through. Once this uh, story. Uh, picks up speed and takes off. It is. Uh, quite a story to follow. And we'll do it. Tomorrow. All right, our final break of the day. We'll come right back on the other side and wrap it up for you. Stay with us.
1: If you'd like to enjoy some of the best of Priority Talk with Greg Davis, go over to myhopenow.com forward slash ministry forward slash Priority Talk.
0: Our final few moments together, let me remind you of our friends in Coleman, today's family dentistry, dentistry for the entire family. Dr. David Kim, Dr. Keith Tan, Dr. Stephanie Young, Then get you a fresh start for spring. Make your dental care appointment today, whether you need a routine cleaning, fillings, root canals, crowns, dentures, teeth straightening, aligners. 256 739 3337. 256 739 3337. Downtown Coleman, directly behind the courthouse on Highway 31. Make your appointment now. Today's family dentistry. Of course, uh, some severe weather coming through tonight, depending on where you're at in the state. I think it's coming through like northwest Alabama, down and then moving southeast. Am I correct on that, Jason? That is correct. And okay.
1: always have your tornado plan of action. Yes. Always be at the lowest floor and center of the house.
0: That's it. So uh, those that be up in, in the Shoals area, you're going to get this first. And then it's going to move toward Birmingham and then on across uh, down toward Talladega and, and that way. So uh, be ready uh, tonight. Be, be weather aware and uh, check out your local weather. Be ready. Uh, could be tornadic. I think at the, for sure we're going to have straight-line winds. And so uh, I've heard 60 miles per hour, something like that. that That's strong wind. And uh, there's probably going to be, uh, God forbid, I hope not, I hope every, everybody will be okay, but um, just be honest, some of our structures may take a little damage tonight, and some of our roofs may take some damage from the wind. And uh, you need somebody you can trust to handle that for you. And uh, that's Alabama Reliable Roofing. And uh, they've been uh, helping folks like me and you since 1998 with our roofing needs. Professional experience. They can handle those repairs. So uh, if you have problems overnight, give them a call tomorrow. Call Jeff. He's the owner. He gets involved in all the jobs. 205-369-9630. I hope it's not you. hope it's not me. But probably some of us across this wide listening audience are going to have the need to have somebody come out and, uh, and check out your roof tomorrow. Look for uh, shingles that have been blown away or been blown up and water's got up under there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, look, no obligation, conversation, free estimate. Uh, that's Jeff's pledge to our listeners, 205-369-9630. Just go ahead and have that number ready. Go ahead and look up Alabama Reliable Roofing. You'll find them online. You'll go look at their Facebook page. They do a wonderful job of documenting the good work they do. They can work with your insurance company. They know how to handle all of that. The insurance companies know them. They're uh, highly credible and uh, got a lot of years of experience in doing this. And so, uh, you know, no problem there. They, they can work with your insurance company and, and get all that handled if the need is there. And, of course, uh, if you just need a new roof, they can handle that as well, shingles or a metal roof. But uh, in particular, I got a feeling, I hope not, but just in case, have that number ready, 205-369-9630, in case you uh, have some damage. I've had that happen to me, and I've made an insurance claim on my roof before because of high winds, just a, a low-end tornado one time over my home, and um, and, and I, I had to do that. And you, And I can tell you from experience, you need a roofing company that you can absolutely trust and, uh, and, and that can work with your insurance company. That's really important that they know how to relate to the agents and to the and, and get all of that handled and um, and, and repair things in, in the proper way. And uh, when the adjusters come out, that they can be there to meet with them and all that. You, you need somebody that knows how to handle all of that because they do it every day. And, you know, we do it once ever so often, you know, every, every so many years that we do this. They do it every day. So let them handle it for you. Please, when you have opportunity, support our advertisers, our sponsors of this program. Today's Family Dentistry, Fox Mortgage, Alabama Reliable Roofing, One Point USA. Man, support these guys. They're all good. I trust them all. I know they'll take care of you. They won't steer you wrong. Good people. Who uh, support this program? And look, if they support this program and the uh, the stands we take and the the God we serve, then uh, they're the kind of folks that I trust. That you can trust as well. They're not perfect, but you can trust them. They're going they got your best interest in mind, and uh, they answer to a higher uh, calling than me or you. And they know that. All right, we'll be back in on Thursday. I suspect Pastor Paul Brazier will be back with us tomorrow. He was uh, out. I've been out. He was out. Um, last week his uh, father had passed away and um, yeah you didn't know that Jason I'm sorry yeah his father passed away He'd been, been ill and uh, I, I went to the uh, funeral home uh, over the weekend and uh, man what a what a great family and what a, what a joyous uh, time they had even in, in death because when you when you know the resurrection when you understand the resurrection then uh, there is no sting in death uh, there's, there's a loss but there's not sting and so Paul can talk about that with us tomorrow. Uh, I think he will be here. Everything being equal, he should be here. God bless you, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you to Crawford Broadcasting for allowing this program to happen here on these 100,000 watts. What a true blessing to be able to spend two hours sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, sharing Christian values day in, day out across the northern half of Alabama. Thank you, thank you to Crawford Broadcasting for their commitment to the gospel. Have a great evening everybody and God bless
3: you.